Welcome to the weekly show Policy Beyond Politics, a show which discusses contemporary public policy issues and challenges. On this uh, show this week, uh, I am going to discuss the difficulties and challenges faced by the street vendors community during the COVID-19 and how they are facing the unlock period. I am joined by Mr. Prashan Narang, the Associate Director of Research Programs of Centre for Civil Society, a public policy think tank based in Delhi, which is known for their research and advocacy work for uh, street vendors. Welcome, Prashant, uh, to the show. Uh, today, we are going to discuss uh, the plight of street vendors in India during the COVID time and also the lockdowns announced by different state governments uh, subsequent to the national lockdown that we had seen in uh, March and April. Uh, I know uh, Center for Civil Society uh, is uh, doing a lot of work uh, uh, related to street vendors' issues for the last so many years, and you are leading uh, these research programs. Uh, so can you give an insight on uh, the challenges faced by street vendors, uh, not necessarily starting from COVID time. I can give a background of the challenges that street vendors were facing. And now, especially with this COVID time, COVID regulations, what are the challenges they are facing? Yeah, thanks, Tanu. Thanks for having me here. Uh, so street vendors, you know, street vending is has always been a difficult uh, source of livelihood in India. Uh, I won't go uh, too much uh, in the past, but even if uh, we look at, for example, the 2014 law, the law says that no street vendor can be evicted until there is a survey done. And the local authorities are supposed to conduct a survey, but most local authorities have not conducted surveys. The problem is, you know, there is no incentive or disincentive for the local authorities to conduct a survey, which means that if they don't conduct a survey as per the law, there is nothing that happens to the local authority officials. So why would they do that? Uh, the law was titled as street vending, street vendors, uh, protection of street vendors and regulation of street vending act. If you will look at the, the committee reports preceding the act, uh, the reports acknowledge that there is a lot of harassment by the police as well as the municipal officials. And uh, police as well as the municipal officials, you know, uh, they basically extort vendors. And the problem is very few vendors were formalized. So it's not that there was no law. There were municipal regulations or bylaws made under the municipal act. And, uh, but very few vendors were given licenses or lease rights or they were formalized. And so most vendors remained sort of illegal. Uh, not that they never applied. Many of them also tried and applied uh, for uh, the licenses. But municipal corporations didn't issue licenses or didn't even, for example, get back to them with a clear decision that, you know, your application was considered and, and it was rejected. So there was not even communication of rejection to the vendors. So therefore, most street vendors remained informal and unlicensed and because of their uh, this unlicensed status uh, the extortion became possible so now you see when covid uh, the first lockdown happened most uh, uh, stringent lockdowns in the world as people have described it uh, in india and uh, the immediate repercussion was that street vendors were not able to uh, you know be on the in the markets to be able to sell anything 
later it, there was some clarification from the government well vegetable uh, sellers and fruit sellers are permissible uh, but for couple of days even they were not allowed de facto they were not allowed or there was uh, some ambiguity and they were not allowed to be there in the markets and when they were eventually allowed there was again lot of confusion whether they would need curfew passes or they would need uh, some sort of permissions from the authorities and uh, so i mean the whole the you know the old story of harassment and uh, evictions and there were photographs of vendors for example uh, in mumbai and ahmedabad where the police had uh, overthrown their carts and vegetables i recently heard from a vendor in mumbai that the police confiscated all the goods all the uh, fruits and vegetables and gave it to the patients in hospitals right so i mean there was no rule of law during the uh, uh, during during the covid situation number of things happened during covid i'll take you uh, uh, through them one by one so first thing that happened was that when it became clear to uh, you know the the labor uh, when it became clear to especially the migrants that lockdown is going to be there for a month or two then many of the street vendors because many street vendors are also migrants so that then they decided to go back to their villages so a lot of street vendors uh that who were especially migrants they went to their native places right that's the first thing that happened second thing is that only food and vegetable vendors were allowed other vendors were not allowed and if they were even locals they could not do anything about it right so it was a problem for them that they could not continue with their livelihood then third thing that happened was uh you know lot of people for example people like daily wage laborers or the industrial laborers that lost their jobs either temporarily or permanently then they took it to street vending mm -hmm. and one interesting thing that happened is that vegetable sellers and fruit sellers made decent money why because you know restaurants were shut down caterings were shut down and on any given day in a city you know a uh, lot of people go to restaurants and to catering agencies and they also cook food but during lockdown because most restaurants especially the in the initial phase of the lockdown they were shut down so the inventory of the fruit and vegetable sellers you know those street vendors went up because now sort of they had the monopoly to sell most people were cooking at home so they were buying vegetables and also the supermarkets were shut mm -hmm. right so fruits and vegetables the daily supplies of fruits and vegetables were only coming from these street vendors and no one else i mean they were the heroes uh, if uh, i were to put uh you know uh, because they were the ones who risked their lives went to the sabzi mandi the the wholesale market uh, very early in the market sometimes in the night and uh, procured fruits and vegetables and sold it to people not just in uh, other areas but also sometimes in the containment zones mm -hmm. so we should definitely give them due credit that because of them the city even during the most difficult time of lockdowns were fed mm -hmm. however because of the ambiguity and because of the police approach they had to face lot of brutality uh, and harassment yeah so so prashant uh, 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 there are two things that i uh, you know it comes out from your uh, uh, from your uh, understanding about the present scenario one is people are getting into street vending because they lost jobs while a part of a segment they gone back so they are not there in the street vending anymore at least for the time being so uh, how are we how, how will it lead to some conflicts or will it lead to some uh, uh, or it is going to add more challenges in the coming days because 
I think we are talking about some 20 million uh, uh, street vendors in the country. And uh, uh, now more and more people are getting into street vending. Uh, whether our system has got the bandwidth and the capacity to oversee their uh, you know, vending activities, uh, or will they be able to adjust to the new normal? Uh, what is your, you know, how do you, how do you uh, see the future? Now? Sure. Um, so, you know, first thing is that there is no correct number uh, because uh, as I earlier mentioned that most states or municipalities have not completed the survey. So there is no uh, correct number uh, that we have for the total number of street vendors in the country. One number that we have comes from uh, municipalities, local authorities that have completed their surveys. And that number is 15 lakhs, so 1.5 million. Recently, the government announced a microcredit scheme called Swanidhi for street vendors. Uh, the scheme basically entails giving 10,000 rupees loan credit to each street vendor. This scheme was announced for 5 million street vendors. So the government estimates that there are 5 million street vendors, 50 lakhs. Okay. So identified street vendors are 15 lakhs, 1.5. And uh, government estimates uh, 50 lakhs, 5.0. And then if you ask any vendor leaders, they say that, you know, it's two crores or one crore and so on and so forth. But okay. I haven't come across because there has not been any census of uh, street vendors. So we don't know the correct number. Uh, but even if you go by the government estimate, which is a very, very conservative estimate of 50 lakhs, there is still a gap of 3.5 million or 35 lakh vendors. So you see the act has really not been implemented so we don't know the correct numbers now the problem is you know this micro credit uh, facility how would it identify street vendors so it says that all the so street vendors are to the, you are referring to this package announced by the finance minister as part of the Arpan right that's the yeah. one you're referring to. yes yeah okay yeah so okay. during the lockdown uh, the finance minister announced uh, measures uh, relief measures for different strata of the society and for street vendors the prime minister announced you know there was a scheme called uh, prime minister street vendor atmanirbhar uh, scheme which is basically sort of a micro credit scheme they will give 10000 rupees credit uh, to street vendors the problem is how do you identify street vendors right because so far only 15 lakhs have been identified in the last six years by now, they should have done their first survey. I mean, they should have done their second survey by now in 2020 because the act came in 2014. Mm -hmm. Every five years, there is supposed to be one survey. So by now, there should have been two surveys. But most states have not done even one survey. Okay. Many local bodies have not done even one survey. Okay. So the question is, how do you identify? So what the ministry has done, NULM and Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs, they say that... Uh, one thing is, of course, street vendors who are identified in those surveys. Number two, if you are a member of any NGO, you know, street vendor association like SEVA, NATSVI or uh, National Hawker Federation, then also you can be eligible for this credit scheme. But that's a very problematic thing to say because, uh, you know, are you saying that these three organizations, uh, the membership should be allowed? or any organization. So what is the objective criteria of selecting which organizational membership should be allowed? Then it also says that if you can get a letter of recommendation from the local body or a town vending committee, uh, 
so then if you can get a letter of recommendation meaning what you can also create corruption because who are the uh, bureaucrat who is there in local authority you know if you are supposed to get 10000 rupees then he might as well probably take a cut or he would ask you for money so it's a difficult situation and if you my sense is if the government had allowed you know this lenient criteria for certificate of vending which is sort of a license earlier then those people could have been formalized by now so you know this lenient criteria should have been adopted in the past for the purpose of licensing because licensing at least my sense is uh, you know licensing is not really cash money it's not uh, even credit money so licensing people would have got licenses those who were interested but here it's a matter of cash it's a matter of 10000 rupees how do you make sure that a bureaucrat is not getting uh, you know not fudging records or mm. not uh, getting false entries uh, for the purpose of just simply taking money that's difficult um, but otherwise the criteria is lenient uh, so uh, uh, now uh, with this uh, you know street vending activities uh, you know initially the the debate was on uh, who will uh give the space for street vendors and all now with this increased nature of street vending in india um, my 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 question is about you know how are we uh, going to look into the issues of street vendors because i see during the lockdown post lockdown the unlocking times right so uh, the guidelines that the different state governments uh you know i'm not seeing uh, specific guidelines for the street vendors um, right. and so uh, the guidelines are there for retails retailers the guidelines are there for organized uh, vendors the guidelines are there for uh, even for kirana shop was there any um, you know uh, submission to governments uh, for you know uh, specifying the guidelines so that street vending could be a smooth activity during these difficult times yeah so recently while uh, communicating interacting with street vendors uh, one street vendor told us that he is facing police harassment uh, because you know what police tells him is that there is no guideline for that we have been uh, told uh, so we can't possibly allow street vendors because we don't know whether street vendors are to be allowed on roads or not and uh, he said that there should have been guidelines for street vendors as well so then we took it up to ministry and uh, we submitted draft guidelines to the ministry requesting them to uh, issue it to the or at least uh, nudge states to issue guidelines uh, my sense is you know the larger issue is of course uh, for the purpose of uh, i mean current purpose of during unlockdown uh unlocking uh, it makes sense to issue guidelines but i think the overall issue is of police brutality and you see what happened recently in tamil nadu with those uh, trader shop keepers right. uh, the custodial torture and eventually the custodial death similarly what you see in up what about the encounters so the larger issue is of uh, police accountability and how do you tackle that mm-hmm. uh so i think even if the guidelines are issued of course to some extent it would be a relief uh, that uh, officially uh, you know the status within the street vendors are allowed and there would be no ambiguity 
but it doesn't mean that there was no harassment before lockdown or unlockdown right the harassment continues they had there was harassment in january or before that there was harassment in march and april and there is harassment now so it's nothing new and there is no such uh, particular reason for harassment or reasons keep may keep changing but harassment continues i think the government really need to tackle the issue of uh, you know a police reforms the idea that you know this particular law for street vendors will protect them i think uh, i am not uh, sure if this is the best way to approach uh, street vending you can of course have regulations but you have to have some checks and balances for your public authorities including the police as to how you uh, make them accountable so whether it's police or whether it's municipal official you have to have some systems in place so based on this 2014 act uh, uh, what do you suggest uh, i mean i'm not asking this question uh not in uh, in particular uh, uh, about the covid times and how are they going to survive during this period but since you said you know whether we have covid or not street vendors are always at the receiving end so uh, uh, if you could summarize our conversation uh, what are the learnings you know we are we are seeing pre covid and during the covid they are at the receiving end so what could be the uh, uh, suggestion that you want to give to the municipal authorities or the stakeholders concerned uh, so that street vending uh, is a very uh, liberated activity and also uh, 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 it it is also vital for our local economies and all the city life and uh, and also for millions of people this is a livelihood issue so what do you suggest from your experience uh uh researching on uh, the street vending issues for the last many years yeah so there are two uh, there are two possible solutions uh one is that let the community you know the local community take a call on where they want to have street vendors how many street vendors they want to have so on and so forth for that we need a uh, uh, you know the lowest level lowest tier of governance so for example probably ella has you know the lowest level of governance but most other states have not implemented 73rd 74th amendment and uh, but this urban uh, governance 74th amendment is much more uh, relevant here so that has not happened i mean you know your local community like the mohalla or the rwa should be able to find that but the problem here is rwas are not statutory bodies and they are also <coughs> uh, they they behave as if they are statutory but they are not statutory resident welfare association so they in fact bully street vendors in delhi that's another issue uh the second solution would have been you know the issue the 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 main issue the underlying issue is not street vending the underlying issue is how do you manage public spaces right so you have public space which has been used by pedestrians it can be used uh, by vehicles it can be used by uh people who are just or roaming on the roads uh, sometimes it is used by for example you know people put up scaffolding for building repairs sometimes people just stand there on the roads uh sometimes for car parking car parking or vehicular parking is a, a you know one of the major uh, uses of uh, uh, public spaces how do you who decides the first question is who decides and the second question is how do you decide so what i said in the first solution is let the community decide and the second could be the maybe the municipal corporation could outsource can auction that space and can outsource it to an agency mm-hmm. it could cooperative or it could be a private agency then can further 
uh, you know, give it on lease. So, for example, for car parking, that happens in Delhi. Okay. So, parking the municipal corporations uh, give the space, auction the space, is public space uh, uh, to to the highest bidder, and that person then employs couple of people, uh, you know, with a ticketing machine, and they charge twenty rupees per hour from each car, right? Now, this system doesn't uh, require. a town vending committee sort of a body which would have elected representatives or you know so the current system is uh, involves heavy administrative procedures and cost and this is unviable right you have to have very lean and smart uh, decision making systems or otherwise you bring it down to the lowest level of decision where people who are going to be benefited from street vending you know as consumers or producers they are able to decide they are able to take a call whether they want street vending or not you know for example in my rwa some people said that they don't want street vending but you know there were housewives who said no we want street vendors coming to our doorsteps right because they are the ultimate users they are the ultimate consumers of street vendors so i think the decision should be made at that level thank you prashant for your valuable uh, insights and uh, words of wisdom on street vending activities in the country i'm sure Uh, your efforts and uh, efforts taken by Center for Civil Society in the last many years, researching on street vending issues, uh, would be heard by the authorities concerned. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for your valuable time and uh, your uh, uh, contributions uh, in the dialogue that connects with the street vending issues. Uh, with this, I wrap up this show. Please share your uh, feedback and valuable comments. you can reach me reach out to me on my twitter handle dhanuraj please follow the hashtag policy beyond politics and also follow cppr india youtube channel uh, looking forward to your further uh, looking forward to your comments and with a new topic i'll join you back on next week thank you